You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today I'm joined by my uncommon guest. His name is Matt Kinch. He is the founder of Adventure Desk, which provides adventures and group retreats that foster community, wellness, and connection through amazing travel experiences. They're designed for communities, coaches, influencers, and organizations. Adventure Desk creates meaningful connections and explores some of the most incredible places on earth. My guest, Matt, is an explorer, a solopreneur, who curates these highly personalized travel retreats. Matt is a husband. He is a father of two boys, and I'm pumped to have him on the show today. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. I'm happy to be here, and uh, wow, what a great intro. I couldn't have done <laughs> yeah, it better I, myself. <laughs> did I miss any any glaring, oh, glaring things? You got it. Awesome. Nailed it. Well, on that note, while bios are great, they're also kind of standard, and we're the Uncommon Podcast, so we, we aspire to break the mold. So a first question that I love to ask guests is what is one uncommon thing about you that most people don't know? Um, well, I mean, I, I would assume for, for a lot of people listening, uh, there's a lot that they, they don't know. I, I took a pretty uncommon path to get, uh, to get where I am today. And um, so I would say that, you know, one of the things I would mention is have, uh, I, when I was in my mid 20s i i left canada kind of sold everything that i owned and moved to uh moved to south america um and and spent 10 years in south america um had to learn had to learn spanish had to learn a lot of things uh about uh, the culture of of being in in a different place but um that's a a very defining part of my life um you know part of the reason of where i am today with adventure desk with with my wife and kids all of those mm-hmm. things so it it is kind of the 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 key point that really uh, changed the trajectory of of where i think i was going yeah yeah that's that's awesome we're definitely going to get more into that story and we talk a lot of just when you're pursuing your uncommon path through life there's always that there's that moment of kind of jumping off the proverbial bridge where you're like all yeah. right this is my dream like i'm ready to risk everything for it and it sounds like you did that in a very real way <laughs> yeah yeah d- definitely did it in in a real way and um you know it's it's one of those things that once you do it it gets you more comfortable in in doing other things that uh that tend to be scary and and unknown so uh, I, I'm sure even going from the point of, you know, leaving my job and, and starting this company, uh, it, it comes back to being used to doing things like that, that are potentially risky. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say flexing that risk muscle. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right. So let's just start, jump right into Adventure Desk. What is it? Why is it? I think you've been at it for about two years, but can yeah, you give so, listeners uh, a background on how you got started? Yeah. Um, so we're we're kind of finishing our our second year 
Um, I really consider it kind of a first year because I would say it's our first season is, is a better way to put it. When you think of travel, um, when you think of starting a business, people aren't all of a sudden buying what you have and traveling right away, right? Mm-hmm. So from the time they're actually um, thinking about traveling, oftentimes could be six, eight months, a year in advance of, of what they're doing. And so um, this year, 2023, has really been the the year of all of our, our programs on the ground really happening and and 2022 was all about kind of the the boring stuff incorporating uh getting all the legal licensing that was that's required to to sell um to sell travel uh based on on where we are here in ontario canada but uh i mean adventure desk is something that's that's been in in my mind in in different ways for for well over 10 years um and you know, I, I've spent my life prior to this working in the travel industry, so it's not as if the jump in into travel was was such a scary thing. That's what I've, that's what I um, I studied when I went to school. That's uh, you know the first job out of school was was getting involved in in adventure travel, and and so it's something I know very well. Um, but uh, I think over the years I've seen this whole concept of you know, backpackers and and people that just want to tick the boxes of of travel and not really, um, it, it became more of a competition of of how many places you've been, how many countries you've done, uh, as opposed to the 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 real genuine experiences that they've had. And um, you know, the, from working in travel, and most people that work in the travel industry know this. They've they've had some incredible travel experiences, but they've also done it with you know, great friends, colleagues, people within their own community. And and so the power of of traveling with, you know, with your community, with people that you work with, that your friends, the, the experiences just kind of bring people together in, in such a strong way, in a way that you just can't connect with someone at a coffee shop or a drink after work or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Really having a new experience is just... It's such a great way to to connect and and build relationships, engage people, um, and so I I really look at uh, Adventure Desk as community first and travel second, and and we really look to partner with with organizations, groups, and communities that we you know we build programs that are going to build that help the, those partners build community, bring people together. Um, and you know, oftentimes in these these travel companies, there they have trips where anyone in the world can book into a group, and so you might be on a trip with people from all, all over the world, which is cool. I mean, uh, that's uh, that's an amazing thing to get to know people all over the world. But just as I've gotten older, uh, I realize I've been on so many of these trips where I know people all around the world, but I don't really have as strong a community in my own backyard. Okay, and so uh, you know really looking post pandemic everyone uh kind of lost their communities in in many ways and i was just thinking of ways to bring it back and so if you're you know um if if you're a wellness studio or you're into fitness or something local where you're a club where you're getting people together uh travel can really kind of heighten and and further engage community and the best thing about it is you know you're getting excited with people around you about the trip you actually go on the trip it's amazing and you have all of these meaningful connections and now you're you're back home 
with those same people and and you know them in a different way and so yeah. uh that is uh, for me and, and for what we do at adventure desk that's the most important thing is just building that community uh and building those relationships and and so that's really at the heart of what we do yes we we have amazing uh trips and and destinations uh, and, and you know everyone has a great time but we're really passionate about using the power of travel to build community yeah that's that's amazing what would you say when you go on these trips and they're with you know groups of people that already have some existing community whether it's through you know a club or like you said some type of wellness organization what do you think it is about that travel that really takes the those relationships to the next level? So then when they go back to kind of their everyday life, there's just a stronger bond there. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, when you're when you're traveling, you're you're kind of preparing yourself even even before to have a great experience, right? Like you're looking forward to it. Nobody is ever going on a trip looking to have a bad time or in a bad mood about it. You know, this is this is a real highlight for them. Um, and so, you know, everyone's mindset going into this is I'm going to have a great time. I want to try new things. I want to meet people. I want to connect. So like you imagine if you if you're going to work you're not going with that mindset. You don't, you know, if you're, if you're going to the gym, you're not, like in our everyday, we're not necessarily approaching things with that mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly when, when you're, you're planning these kind of things, you're, you're mentally uh, prepping yourself to, to have a great time and you're going to push yourself to open up to more people and, and do those things. And so once people are on trips <laughs> and some people take it too far, right? Like there's a <laughs> lot of tra travel organizations and stories where people people gave too much of themselves okay. <laughs> and, uh, and and opened up too too much um you know uh, those are all great fun funny travel stories but in general it, people are are more open to connecting it in ways that they wouldn't normally uh when when they're back home and uh and so that's just that's just an incredible part of travel sometimes it forces you you know through the experience doing something difficult where you actually need the help of others sure. to to encourage you and and get you there sometimes it's just not being in your comfort zone and 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 sometimes it's it's just what you needed right like you know as a as a solopreneur uh i'm, I'm building this out and and so there's a lot of alone time around doing what I what I do and I know that for a lot of people working from home they've they've kind of lost that community um so once you're finally with the, with a group of people you're you're kind of enjoying something that you you haven't got to enjoy in in a long time and 10 times better if when you go home you can be around those people more frequently as well right that it's not a flight uh across the country or across the world to go and and hang out with them there's someone you can you know be be part of your community going forward yeah you can kind of continue to relive it and, and that's talk right. about the experience that's and right and, and and not only that you're you know when they go well people are like where are we going next and yeah i want to i want yeah, to do it. this and so you know that uh, that's something i noticed very quickly with adventure desk is when you do that well with the community the highest high you have them on is at the end of the trip when they've just done something amazing so you better have something to <laughs> to engage them and and push them to next because they're ready for it right yeah. um there, there's no more debating should i should i not like you already knew this was so meaningful I want more of this in my life. And so uh, you can already kind of move them to the next thing that you're doing. 
yeah it's contagious in a way right oh yeah <laughs> it's like oh, the yeah. boundaries of uh or the limitations of what you thought or you were yep. capable of has just expanded and yeah like, every time we do that cool. whether whether it's a trip whether whether it's in like your health and fitness like a race yeah. all of those things once once you kind of complete it the mind goes in in like other directions of like right. okay what's next what can I, what's my next challenge what's my next thing yeah is it true that you just recently finished your first uh, marathon did i see yeah um i uh, and it's it's the first time i've ever done that i've, I've never really you know, up until the last two years, probably, you know, no, had never run more than 10 kilometers in, in my life. I was always into, you know, long distance running in, in school and, and that type of thing. But as I, as I created Adventure Desk, uh, which there is definitely a health and wellness and well-being aspect to and, and value to, to what it is we do. I also made that a personal commitment of okay, I gotta, I gotta take care of myself while I'm doing this. Uh, running was the easiest, most affordable thing to start okay. doing because I could literally just take a break, throw my shoes on, and, and get out the door and and start running. And so uh, every once in a while, I'd throw okay, I'm gonna go ten kilometers. I'm gonna try fifteen. I'm gonna try. 20 and then then i started believing that a, a marathon uh was possible for the first like 10 or 15 you're getting all of this confidence like oh i could do it i could <laughs> yeah. do it and then all of a sudden you get punched in the face trying to run 20 like a half marathon you're like oh i have to go back to the drawing board on mm -hmm. this and and rethink some things so it became that challenge uh of like needing to strategize on diet nutrition how you yeah. train all of those kind of things and and yeah, I'm I'm spending a lot of time sitting down, just trying to get things done. Um, I've got two young kids, and I don't want to to go backwards in my my health and and fitness. So I, I want to be energetic, and that was a cool thing that they could all be there cheering me mm -hmm. on. That's a pretty special thing to sure. to be able to do. And so, yeah, I, I I did it in in October, and already thinking of like what's next. I think next year's a, a triathlon. I think that's what okay. I'm gonna try to do. You read my mind because that was the clear cut next question. What's next? Yeah. So yeah, um, they right in my my hometown. They here every summer they do a triathlon, and literally uh, it starts a few blocks away from uh, where I am. So it's it's kind of like handed to me on a silver platter. I got to <laughs> right. do it. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and and I often have challenges in in the winter time staying active as most people do like when it's just you know it's dark very early it's it's cold and so i need to find a, a way to keep myself motivated to train through the the winter and with the triathlon i'm not a strong swimmer like i can swim to to stay afloat and but that's i'll have to work on that through the winter um doing yep. long distance swimming so that's yeah. my that's my unknown right now that i have to figure out find the local YMCA and get your laps in something like you that. You got it. You got it. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's cool to hear how that sense of adventure and just growth, you know, from adventure desk has permeated into different areas of your life and like your wellness. So it's like you're walking the walk, which is, which is awesome. Um, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'd, I'll stop you there. Cause yeah, I, yeah. You, those, <laughs> those are the highlights, right? Like <laughs> sure. I'm not posting uh, the, the things that are happening in my day to day where I think this isn't going well and like I need to quit and, and all of those kind of things. It's great. Those are, those are great accomplishments, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want it to make it seem like, uh, like I'm out here 
uh, and everything's always going great, right? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of self doubt. There's a lot of challenge that's that's going on um, in the back of my mind. There was a time where I was like, "There's no way I'm going to do this marathon." There's you know many times I'm like, "Did I do the wrong thing by?" Uh, pursuing this idea of adventure desk. Why don't I just go back and get mm. a job? There's there's plenty of time that that's happening in in the background. So just to balance it out. Yeah. No, I appreciate you um, opening up on that. Certainly it's, yeah, we've all got our, our vices and areas of strength and opportunity yeah. for, for growth. Then we, we just talk about the atomic habits principle of 1% better every yeah. day. It's like, what's that area I can focus on? But no, that's an interesting thought of just the mindset behind it, even that self-doubt. Like, what would you say in times where you've had that doubt or have even thought of maybe throwing in the towel or just questioning it? What has kept you moving forward with Adventure Desk? I would say once you once you get your first client, um, that's that's a great feeling. Then you have a responsibility to them. They they put their trust in you, and now you it's up to you to deliver. So one, once you can kind of do that. It's easy to then go from, uh, you know, running your own business, being an entrepreneur and trying to make it work to like, oh, I know how to, I know how to service a client and, and make sure this goes well for them. Like that's my, that's my wheelhouse, right? It's really hard to, to grow a business from zero to one, uh, when you're starting. And that's where a lot of the doubt kicks in. But I mean, when in, when in doubt, make sure that your current customers are treated well and, and that you're delivering for them. So it takes a while to get them. I'm so, uh, so appreciative of mm-hmm. anyone that reaches out or, or any client we get, because I remember a time when I, you know, nothing was happening. Right. Yeah. And, and I think we all, uh, as we start a business, know what that's like. So, so your, your customers are pretty, are pretty important to, to all of this. But yeah, I mean, to to your point, like just being able to show up every day, answer that email, or or you know, reach out to that person, whatever whatever it takes, it compounds. Um, you know, I think there is a false belief that you just need to grind and and put in you know eighty hour weeks of just you know doing this. Like there are key things that that drive results, and sometimes you got to give yourself a break of like, okay, if nothing's happening you know, go for a run, come back out fresh. And so that's, that was a great way for me to kind of, okay, I'd rather go for a run than, than sit here and, mm. you know, deal with the the quietness of nothing really happening on, on my business. And, and then I'll come back and, and have a bit more energy. Um, so I, I still deal with that. I'm, I'm very aware that how I'm feeling in any moment uh, whether, you know, if it's negative is not a direct correlation with how the, the business is going. And so I could be feeling really crappy and down that it's not going in this direction. And like, then, a then a new client pops up or a, a new thing comes in and all of a sudden it changes my mood. And so I'm very aware when that happens of like, Hey, uh, you feeling like crap about yourself and how things are going right now didn't help that and and vice versa right when you're feeling really good it's the same thing and so just staying with it oftentimes people are not necessarily buying on on your terms they're they're buying on theirs and and especially with something like travel there are so many other factors that affect what's going on in someone's life that have nothing to do about me and mm-hmm. and our adventure desk service right you know kids uh work and uh you, you know vacation time that's competing with family vacation and all of these kind of things that i i don't have control over that i have to realize that it's not just me you know 
oftentimes, you know, I want it now because I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, you know, starting up and, and I need to get people in the funnel and, and sales and, and, and make sure that we're, we've got some steady revenue and, and it's a more sustainable business. But if I'm patient enough to know that maybe not this year, next year, that's a great thing. And so, you know, it, it also now forces me to be thinking not in the year I'm in, I'm thinking right now in 2024 and 2025, like almost 2024 for me is probably baked, maybe two or three more clients pop in and, and something here, but everything that's happening for me next year is a result of the work I did this year. Yeah. And so as we get to the end of this year, more and more of those trips are going to be on the calendar for 2025, you know? And so that, that is always a, a little bit of a, a reminder for me. And, and maybe that changes as, as we grow and, and get bigger. I don't know. I, it's an up and down thing. And, and I don't know, how, you know how that changes at, at any point in time. You just kind of got to get used to it and, and give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not sacrifice your own wellness for, you for the business. And yeah. yeah, I appreciate you putting it into that perspective of, of all the other variables that we oftentimes don't think, because we also do not to the same scale that adventure desk, but just these leadership adventure retreats. And when you think of the people who participate, their personal lives, their health, their jobs, their finances, so many things have to coalesce for them That's to right. be able to yep. take that that weekend or that week or how whatever that time frame is. And it's it's like a minor miracle if someone actually signs up, right? And then it yeah, goes well I mean it and- when we talk to a lot of communities, you know, when it comes to recruiting trips. And, you know, if you have a community of 20 or 30 people, 20 or 30 people are not booking that trip because of what you just said and all the other things coming out. So a lot of time, and this is this is the community aspect of Adventure Desk, especially for people running their, their first retreats and, and group programs, is really uh, getting honest about the size of your community, how, how big it's going to need to be to get a successful 15 or 20 person trip off the ground, right? Um, you just you just had a, a fly fishing retreat, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. How right, many guys yeah. went uh, went on that with you? So the two of us took five other guys, seven total, Phil and, and the five other guys. Yep. And what would you say is like the size of your community? Yeah, that's hard to gauge. We have, but it's certainly not seven, right? Yeah, it's it's much bigger. To get five guys, five seven guys, to me, you have to have like at least fifty people that you're having communications with. Yeah. To to get to some, maybe it's a hundred. You know, um, there's just so many factors. But it, the great thing is you you made it happen, and and I expect that the word the positive word of mouth from that experience, uh, even the people that can't go want to know how was it, right? Yep. They're curious, right? That's an important thing, and and so. Uh, you know, oftentimes we're we're talking about ways to grow community first before you do that retreat if if you're not quite there. And so yeah. um that's that's just such an important thing. Yeah. And then it's even a question of how do you continue to engage with the people that have participated and really kind of empower them to be ambassadors for what you're trying to do because yeah. their testimony is much more powerful than me just like, yeah. hey, you really should should pay me for this because it's going to be yeah, great. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> what the way you, you're interacting with them after the trip is as important as the trip because if you don't, it, they fizzle out, right? Like they're, they're no longer, they might, might once in a while think of that, but life is going to get in the way as they go back to that. And, uh, you know, we see like we had in our last trip in, in Peru, we had such a tight knit group mm-hmm. of everyone loved it. Um, but 
and we still have our WhatsApp group going and, and chatting, but it slowly gets quieter and quieter yeah. and more and more stuff. And every once in a while, something pops up and, and everyone's uh, jumping in. But absolutely, if if you don't have that next thing that you're guiding them to, or like the whole why, why are we here anyways? It's not just to be on vacation and have a great trip, right? Like yeah. there's a purpose beyond that. Um, you really have to think about that. And so it, to me, it's it's a before, during, and after. You have to think of all of those things to really successfully run a retreat. I never want someone to just come to us for a one-off retreat. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, we're certainly happy to do it, but we want to kind of be part of your community, be an extension of your community and, and supporting you with that so that we can be helping on what's the next one, you know, how do, how do we do that? That makes us a more sustainable business as well. Yep. And I think the, I think you're, paid customers feel even more valued by you when it's like, oh, they didn't just sell me on this one thing. They want to continue to engage with me and add value. And yeah, yep. there's going to be a price tag with that, but just that you're being proactive to think about that and you want yeah. to continue. That well, I, I, uh, I don't know any other way to think about, <laughs> to, to be honest, starting a business, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how you can just have a client in 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 the service business especially where you're kind of like okay one and done right um and and when you really look at them like a, a lifetime partner well then the problems that happen on on a trip or you know the ways you step up to solve them become very different it becomes very clear like the value of the relationship is huge compared to this one potential yes. instance that you, you know maybe maybe costs you know, a couple hundred bucks to fix or to resolve or those kind of things, because things go wrong in travel and, you know, delays happen and all kinds of stuff happen that end up costing more money. And if you just treat it as a one transaction, it's very easy to say, well, then you have to pay whatever, whatever extra it is. But, you know, for me, it's an opportunity to just show this is why you work with us, right? And this mm -hmm. is, we're going to take care of this. And, and so I couldn't imagine not not seeing that now that I've run my own business. I think that that kind of stuff just becomes so clear uh, once once you go on on your own and try and try and create something. I mean, it, to me, uh, it's just been the one clear thing is that you know we, this is a long term thing for us. Yep. Or or on the other side, this is definitely not a fit. We should not continue because it's not good for for either of us. It's a sure. drain on on us mentally and you know we're not feeling good about this it, it always feels difficult like to be able to make that decision as well to know that yep. this just isn't right try not to squeeze yourself into every every partnership uh just because it's it's potentially uh good for the for your balance sheet right now yeah and that just comes back into like what are your values what's your mission as an organization right. and finding the right partners there can you yeah. give us a rundown on the different styles of the trips that you offer i know there's like challenges wellness focus retreats expedition yeah. cruising, which sounds super interesting yeah yeah so i i mean when when we throw out our programs we're really trying to be inspirational to to potential clients and and people that are coming across so trying to show what's possible out there in, in most cases with our clients, we really spend some time listening to them and, and what their, their community and they want to do. So many times they're not touching anything on our website in terms of the, the type of trips. They, they could be doing a random weekend hiking adventure or, or something like that, which we'll take on as long as we know that it's a, it's a community that does this regularly. But 
the more we can encourage them to look at the the programs we're showing, it makes the the whole process and experience easy because we we really know the, the things that are going to deliver really well. I've always been in adventure travel and and you know, most recently I I've really come to love hiking. Uh, I I think I part of it is through the marathon and getting in better shape. So I realized like before I as I was younger I would go on hikes, but I wouldn't hike and I wouldn't really take care of myself uh, in the same way. So every time I was hiking, I'm like, this sucks. I feel like <laughs> it's it's painful. My back hurts. Uh, I just want to be at the end. And uh, and now I, I just enjoy the, the walking and talking and, and hiking. And so I love that challenge. And I just think that is that type of thing shared among community is, is very, very impactful because everyone's phones are away. You're having real conversations and you're doing something really challenging. And so I love to do that. Expedition cruising, again, that that was an extension of, of a lot of time um, I spent in adventure travel. I, I've been to Iceland and Greenland doing adventure cruising. I had my honeymoon with my wife in Antarctica. And that was 12 years ago. We're going back again uh, in March. You know, expedition cruising is great as well because you're just in these faraway remote places, which you're you're constantly in awe of, but you, you don't have signal. Uh, on your phone, you're just you're just out and experiencing the world, and and I absolutely love that. The the feeling for all of us who are always connected. Once you one put the phone down, but you're also in an environment that is amazing to just be out and exploring. You you just stop worrying or, or stop thinking about getting back on the phone, and and you just kind of go into uh, experiencing things. And you're like hiking during in the morning, another hike in the afternoon, and uh, just lots of lots of exploring and and time to just be be in the moment. So absolutely love those programs. And then the others, uh, we do multi sport programs. So this week I'm I'm going to Costa Rica with a, a fitness community we work with, and we're spending a, a few nights in the jungle uh, in a lodge that we have to raft into oh, wow. um we whitewater raft into and we spend two nights in the jungle and we have to raft out of as well so that's gonna that's kind of our kickoff and and when i look at that it's just like again no signal uh a group of people in nature riverside in the jungle or all the sounds of you know monkeys in the morning and birds and just wake up to the sound of the jungle such a great bonding experience for everybody because again it forces everyone to be in the moment and then we're we're going to move to a couple other places and do some volcano hiking hot springs and then finish off uh on the coast uh just enjoying the beach surfing that kind of thing and so again trying to create it in a way that that builds community and and so i love programs like that where you aren't necessarily hiking four or five days straight or, or something like that, mm -hmm. but you're you're being active, doing something active every day that kind of breaks the ice, gives you a chance to to engage with other people and and meet people. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm missing anything, but you know, again, we we try and design it around the the community. And so when we look at wellness and, and fitness, trying to get people up and moving every day is is a pretty important part. And I know you also, yeah, you work with businesses to kind of strategically to maybe help them build their brand and just use travel as a way to in engage potential clients, customers. So, you know, as you know, I've been able to share some with you about what we do with the Uncommon and we're new as well, just a, mm -hmm. a year or so into it and trying to, you know, establish a credible and noteworthy brand and 
our leadership adventure retreats are just one of those services that we offer. And so I'm just curious, like what does the adventure desk work with business and brands look like in terms of like product development or, or strategy? Like if we came to you and said, Hey, we really love what we're, what you're doing. How can you help us take our business to the next level? What could that partnership look like? Yeah. Um, again, our, our first questions are going to be about your community. Um, and and what you want to do with that community, like what what's what's your purpose of, of being there, um, and you know just looking at travel as as a tool, you, oftentimes for engagement and and growth. But uh, what what are what experience are you trying to create for for that audience? So um, oftentimes the trip, the event is simply making space for for you to engage with with your community and do it in a meaningful way in a way that is not simply sitting at the front of a room and in a stuffy conference room or, or something like that how do how do you bring people out of their shell how do you how do you make them feel something about what you're doing uh, you know the, the same way you know I when I'm when I'm trying to to reach clients I really want to be able to show that I'm a real person and that there's not uh, you know a massive team of of people that that these things are going to be handcrafted and and we're going to have a small group of people really trying to to build something special um so it it, it all comes around engagement um growth you know to once your once your members once your community is engaged the word of mouth is going to to fly and so i did we just seen this in in peru um we were with uh you had kyle on your your podcast sure. from from guys trip and the amount of things that we're working on you know supporting the guys that were on that trip what we're doing with with kyle uh next year it's just kind of, of blossoming and so you know it's it's one part just creating the space for for people to have a great experience you know and other times it's how how to build that community sometimes with communities being smaller even before adventure desk i worked in uh, for for an organization that uh worked with universities and, and colleges around north america and, and student groups trying to do trips together with with their school and so we really got down to recruiting like how many events uh should you be having to to be able to then do this big end of the year trip or mm -hmm. or, or something like that and so Again, if you, if the retreat is the the big thing, well, you you should be having other smaller events and and things that are going to engage that audience, so that you know one you can market the trip that you're going to do to them. It's not a it's never an if you build it they will come type of scenario. You really and I'm sure you've seen this with the first trip that you went. You really had to spread spread the word and reach out to a lot of people before this could happen it wasn't simply something you put on a website and and one email or, or something yeah. like that it uh at, when you're smaller it really takes a lot of outreach in in those ways and uh um and it's important because that that is the essence of community building it is that they're not just numbers that you actually are building those connections with them and so mm -hmm. uh anywhere where we can help facilitate that and then just things like you know, a, a lot of times communities don't have experience with events or travel or, or those kind of things. So helping them through logistics and planning and 
payments and deposits and and dealing with hotels uh operators providers all all of those kind of things but um you know the real piece is, is the community piece yeah no that's great there's a lot more that we could get into with adventure desk but i also want to give listeners opportunity to get to know matt the man the husband the father and um, as we've already talked about like one of our pillars is radical relationships so I think there's we resonate together on this is just approaching yeah. others with authenticity and a desire to to serve. And that extends into like all of our roles, like whether that is in marriage, parenting, friendship. I think that travel just opens us up to a deeper understanding and appreciation for people from all walks of life. And so one thing I wanted to to share, something that I loved on your website was you kind of had a list of your favorite adventures and it was things like hiking the Inca Trail exploring Patagonia, whitewater rafting in the Nile. And then like the very bottom, not that it's ranked in any order, but you had yeah. raising two boys. So I want to even kind of shift and, and talk about fatherhood for a moment. Like what about raising two boys would you say is an adventure to you, Matt? Well, I think uh, for any, any new dad, my, my boys are four and six now. So I feel like um, I've, you know, and it's life is getting very chaotic, but um, it's a pretty wild ride, and I know it, it's a little bit different for everyone, but it's it's kind of a terrifying experience for for any dad that the the start of having children, right? Which and and when I say the start, it's kind of like you know you get that great news of of your wife being uh, being pregnant, and so you're happy, but you're you're constantly worried the whole entire <laughs> time. You want to make sure she's okay, and and there's so many things out of out of your control through that whole process. You're just kind of you're just kind of there, and then it gets even you lose even more feeling of control when when uh, your kids are being born, and uh, and so that that part is has always been. I look back at, at it, and it was just a, always a, a scary experience. I didn't want to let myself get too excited or, or too happy. I wanted to always you know something there something could go wrong or you know there just so many things out of out of my control that um you just kind of have to give up control and eventually things work out but uh, it's such a hard process in the beginning because it's such a different feeling at least it it was for me uh you know kind of growing in your career and your relationship all these if you can show up you can really oftentimes impact the outcome Whereas this is the part where, you know, at the beginning that you don't have very much control over and, and you just make sure that you're getting the right advice from doctors and, and taking everything seriously, reading as much as you can. Um, but yeah, you're kind of giving up that control and, and then you have an infant and it just always keeps you on your toes. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, we've been lucky. They've been very healthy and we're having a a lot of fun with them now at at four and six. It's always a challenge. I've loved the process of, you know, getting them out into nature and and hiking and started teaching them how to ski. And last winter, that's been something we've taken on with them. We did our first trip together in in Mexico last year with, with the family and traveling again but seeing it through your children's eyes is 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 an amazing thing to yeah. to experience and and yeah like, i mean a little bit of the focus then comes off of you and and onto them and and the way you think about travel the way you think about work the way you think about so many things has now changed because you have these uh, new little people in your life that take take priority but 
it's also super rewarding, super hard. It, you know, the the partnership required between uh, myself and my wife to just stay on top of things and and be there when the other is you know not at a hundred percent and and vice versa has been crazy. My youngest was born in November 2019, right before the pandemic. And so like many parents at that time, that was just such a crazy time. I was in Peru during the the pandemic. We went into lockdowns and my wife had lost her job. Uh, She also worked in travel. And uh, um, so now we had a a four-month-old. I was working, trying to keep the organization. I was working yeah. afloat and and doing all of these things. And we were doing. I was working at my kitchen table while my two boys were at home. And my, you know, just a, a chaotic time. And uh, and it's funny now we're in the we're in the reverse where when I uh, started Adventure Desk, my wife uh, is back working, and I'm doing a lot more of the dad duties. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call myself a stay-at-home dad because they're at least going to to daycare and school but I'm doing the you know drop offs the pickups and and so uh, I can't wait for every stage of, of of their life and and getting to share in in those things um because yeah it's just a it's a great adventure for sure and you said you met your wife uh, while you were living in Peru yeah so my wife was born and my wife's Peruvian she's born in in Lima Peru we both worked for the the same company um I worked for a global adventure travel company and and one of their main offices was in Lima, Peru. And so when I had uh, alluded earlier of uh, taking off and kind of selling everything I had and moving to Peru, it was really to to grow in in the travel industry, but grow at the local level, running the trips, uh, getting more of a taste of what's happening locally. And and she worked in in one of the operational offices uh, in, in Peru. And so that's how we met. And both of my boys were born in, in Peru. Uh, we've now been married 12 years, just had our anniversary early in, in November. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been one of those things. And, and so now we've come back to Canada just in the, in the last couple of years. And so we're, we're kind of doing the reverse uh, after getting pretty comfortable in, in South America. And, you know, still wondering if we made the right decision now that we're, the winter's hitting us and it's dark and dreary. And we're going to Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so always thinking, do we go back? Do we go back? But happy with the decision to come yeah. here. And what's your wife's name? Stephanie. Stephanie. Okay. And so she works for some a different company, not Adventure Desk? That's right. Yeah. Okay. For now, are, anyways. Yeah. You're, you're recruiting her. Maybe. <laughs> what are some activities that you and Stephanie just love doing together when it's just you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, both of us have, have a love for travel. We kind of, if we're getting too much in a routine or a rut, we, we know it's time to plan something, whether that's a trip or just a weekend away or, or something like that. But most recently, she's been learning to ski. Uh, it's, I have to tell you, last last winter was a, a tough winter because I'm trying to teach my wife, my uh, <laughs> a four-year-old and a two-year-old all how to ski on the same day. Uh, Dad didn't get much skiing in, um, yeah. uh, but uh, it's been it's been something fun. That's something that's been really for me personally, you know, from my childhood, something I, I remember fondly and want to be able to share with 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 my wife and and my kids. We we absolutely love getting out to, and we're getting to the point where we can even me and my wife can go and just on our own go and ski and and, and enjoy. Love to get away, love to eat, try try new foods, you know, with travel, it just it, that kind of that kind of goes hand in hand. But 
getting out for walks, getting into nature and, and exploring are, are things that we kind of go back to. Really want to get back to traveling, but it, it's just hard to leave both my kids with my parents for extended amounts of time. And, you know, we're already going to Antarctica and that's going to be eight or eight or 10 days uh, mm-hmm. that they're going to be with them. That that gets tough at, at this time. So the, the shorter trips and, and those kind of things are what, what we enjoy doing now. I know that like we've already discussed, health and wellness are staples of the work you do. And that's one of our other pillars is that holistic health. So yeah. And with that is even the idea of like practicing productive pause. So taking time to be still and rest doesn't necessarily mean lying on the couch and binging Netflix, like practices like reading, journaling, meditation, prayer, breath work. Um, I know you mentioned just even when you were working, going on a run, which is more of an active thing, but with all of your responsibilities with work and, and family life, like what would you say you do to stay fresh and recharge and even generate creativity in your own life? Yeah, I have to do something active. And again, I don't I'm am someone that lacks a bit of discipline with with doing the doing the same things over and over. But running was one of the things that certainly helped me break through. I certainly know with my wife, uh, we've we've noticed that if if too much time goes by where I haven't done something like that, I need to get out of the house and, mm-hmm. and go do something active or, or go do something. And it's the same conversation every time when I return. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I needed that. But I, it's just like I, I uh, turned a valve and let some air and some pressure out and and things have kind of normalized for for me i've gotten into to cold plunging just uh you know i've always been interested in it i did it a couple times last year but this year getting into it more and more and that's just because i have i live close to uh the saint lawrence river and in the thousand islands here in in ontario and so it's it's literally a a five minute walk down to the river so i've been just kind of using that as a, a way to set my mornings i don't do it every morning but it always feels great and I enjoy it. But I would say more often than not, if I, you know, I don't have a, a steady routine with those things, it's more of like, I need to be aware of myself and, and when I need it. And those tend to be the things, uh, specifically some form of, of exercise tends to be the thing that, that just resets me, changes my mood and allows me to to go back and and do my thing you know mm-hmm. um but we're pretty steady about just getting up early in the morning and having having coffee i'm not i'm not someone that gets up early and, and goes to the gym mornings tend to be time for me and my wife before the kids wake up we'll we'll have coffee that's our time to connect we're usually tired in the evening so we don't have deep deep conversations yeah. at the end of the day uh we save those uh for the for the mornings and then it's and then it's getting the kids uh, up breakfast ready ready for school so you know i'm not really touching that uh, ritual at this time in my life they're young i want to enjoy that there's going to be sure. times where they they won't want to be around me in the morning and they're just <laughs> going to want to do their own thing but for now yeah. i'm for now i'm enjoying it and then i'll squeeze in a run here and there when i can yeah you got to teach me how to get your kids to sleep in mine are younger so they're up at like six so yeah it <laughs> w- i mean we're at four and six how old are your kids Two and three and a half. Yeah, the, yep. you don't even look for. Is there for hope that on the horizon? <laughs> there is hope, but okay. in in like three more years. So really, right. that that's not what a dad <laughs> wants to hear. Three years yeah. from now, you're going to be able to sleep until. I appreciate seven. you keeping uh, it real. No, I'm not trying yeah. to sleep in, but just to have that 
have them. I'll get up I mean. and have the, yeah, have them. Yeah, have them stay uh, asleep. But yeah, it's still uh, it's funny. Our our first slept so perfectly and still does. And it was our second that you know he's he just turned four, and up until I don't know a month ago was still pretty steadily coming into our bed. And so it, it's just all it's all over the place. Yep. Uh, kids are different. They keep you on your toes that way. Yeah. That's part of the adventure. Part of the adventure. Well, as we wrap up, and this flew by, so many things I still want to ask you about, but I've got a couple more questions and we can can land the plane. But we've kind of even touched on with your business, having to plan out, you know, a year even further and just kind of casting that vision. But what is in your personal life, like what is something big on the horizon for you that you're really excited for? Hmm, that's a great question. It's going to make make me take a pause and and think. Um, yeah, I think um, I I guess what I'm excited about now, uh, and it's taken a while. Like we've moved back from Peru to Canada in, in the last couple of years, and you can imagine you're not having a lot of connection with people from 2020 to 2022. So we've we've recently, in the last six months to a year, really been spending time building our own community uh, locally uh y- you know as you move around and and you're not staying in the same place you you tend not to have a lot of people other than your your family and um and that community so and this is where kids really help because you can connect with other parents but we've been doing a pretty good job of just building our own local community and it's been a lot of fun to just connect with other other people other parents I think we've been this year we've done really well at kind of setting the foundations and so just building out that that local stuff and and creating more of a home for for ourselves in the town we're at it it takes work and and you really have to kind of put yourself out there and 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 start meeting new people but it is it's really rewarding and and we've met a lot of great new friends and so that's you know I'm just ex- interested in in seeing that grow seeing myself become a bigger part of my own community locally here uh, as of you know I feel like my community is a very global one uh, because I just never really stayed in one place and so as, as you do all of those travel and adventures it can become a a, a lonely place and mm-hmm. so it takes a few years to to really build out friendships and and community and so you know, now that we've been here for a few years, we're starting to to really meet some great people and and uh, create friendships. And it's something my wife and I have actively been been trying to do. And uh, so it's nice to see that part of things paying off. The kids' friendships blossoming, our mm-hmm. friendships blossoming. It's it's that's I, I would say that. Yeah, no, that's something to be excited about for sure. Good for you guys. Uh, as we bring this conversation to a close, I would just like to get your thoughts on like. What encouragement or challenge might you share with someone who maybe feels the itch to prioritize travel, but for whatever reason is hesitant, maybe nervous, just doesn't yeah. know where to start? That's a uh, it's a great question. The last time we were we were talking, uh, you were talking about uh, potentially going on guys trip. Uh, I signed right? up, and and I I saw your Instagram today, <laughs> and I saw that you signed up, yeah. and you know I was actually talking to Kyle uh, about this. The, yesterday, or I, I'm not quite sure, but you know, it's certainly an issue for for guys that I that I see that 
and, and I don't know if you share this at all, but sometimes it feels like a selfish act to to book a trip that's just for you, especially if you're a dad, you, you know, like we, it's it's not so hard to do the family vacation because it's something oftentimes your wife wants, your, your kids want, uh, but this is just for you, right? And and so that can become something that holds people back. And, and, and it's not just for men and women as well. We have so many competing uh, priorities. And so taking time for yourself seems selfish, seems indulgent. And, and so you question it. And I get that if you're thinking about just going on a, like a, you know, a guy's bachelor weekend to an all-inclusive or, or partying. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't think that's the type of things that, that we're talking about here. And, and so when, when people see it as selfish or indulgent, what I see after a trip is that you will come back with more to give your family, your community, everyone, and y- you need a recharge. And, and I, I know this from, from seeing all the guys on the, the Peru trip. This was not a, this was not a partying trip. This was not a, a drinking trip. This was about connecting. This is about sharing ideas and, uh, and helping each other out. And it was just so amazing how the trip ended with so much energy and and every one of those guys i i know went home to their their wives their partners their family with just so so much more energy ready to talk about all of the things that they experienced and and so that's a that's a special thing and and sometimes you need to take yourself out of your environment and come back to 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 be refreshed recharged and and to give more that's always been a part of of me but I, I do realize now more and more, like I'm, you know, to quote uh, yourselves, I'm the uncommon one uh, <laughs> sure. when it comes to travel and adventure. Cause I, I, this is just a part of my life, right? Like I, I don't think twice about traveling or, or these kind of things, but you know, many people debate these purchases for months and months and months and, and, and are unsure about doing it. And so I just know that it, it's always a great decision and it's you're always going to come back giving energy. You have to get out of your own environment and come back in. It, it's it's absolutely critical. I think you have to do that as a family. You have to do that as a couple and you have to do it as, as an individual as well. Yeah, no, that's really well said because I agree with you. That's probably the main hurdle that we face in getting engagement in. And I think just men giving themselves the permission to step into something like this. It's like, yes, it is an investment in yourself, but it's also an investment in your marriage, in your family, in, in every area of your life, if you allow it to be, because we're not, yes, we're going to a cool place and we're having a lot of fun, but we're also spending intentional time to talk through our values and our vision and our goals. And then there's a, a community that you are now a part of where you can have accountability and, and hold other people accountable. And that's right. Your your spouse and your kids are going to be better for it because you have made that investment in yourself. Yeah. So. And once they see it once, you'll you'll realize it, and then it'll just become become part of your life. You know, whether whether you have the means to travel internationally and go far, or whether it's just you know a weekend getaway or, or something. Once once you do that and take the jump, then then it clicks for mm-hmm. for people that okay, this this is. I need to feel this way more often and I need to give my partner the opportunity to do For the sure. same, right? Like, yep. okay, I got this one. And and so one of the guys uh, on our trip uh, right away, he, he, he sent his partner over to me and she's going to go to, to Southern Africa because this is her thing. Right. Awesome. And so by you having your thing and, 
it gives them an opportunity to go and have theirs. And so you you have to be intentional about it. You have to do it for the right reasons. But but yeah, it it absolutely has a huge impact. And every time it it travels great, but it it also makes you grateful for what you have and what you're coming back to. And sure. it's always great to get home, have that first cup of coffee out of your own <laughs> coffee maker in the morning and yep. get back to your normal diet and and conversations and all of those things. Yeah, no, that's great. Man, so much more that I wish we could get into. This will have to be the first of 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 many, many conversations. And even just continuing the conversation of what it would look like for us to collaborate for a retreat for our guys in the future. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I just want to thank you, Matt, for your time and willingness to have this conversation. I will definitely include links in the show notes uh, to Adventure Desk as well as any of your social sites um, so that people can can find you and engage with your content and take action and sign up. Again, thank you to my guest, Matt. I've been your host, Ryan, encouraging you to go out and enjoy your own uncommon adventure today. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.